From your local Houston BMW Center Studios, welcome to the Public Affairs Podcast, addressing local issues that affect our nation and shape our world. I'm your host, KG Smooth, joined by the market icon, Uncle Funky Larry Jones. You're so kind, sir. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good, good. We, um, here in the U.S., yes. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, each and every day, two women die due to complications from pregnancy and childbirth, and two babies die every hour. And the majority of the women and the babies are of color, and black women and babies are the most affected. And so with the U.S. Um, being amongst the most dangerous developed nations in which to give birth, especially if you're black, which is really sad to My say, Lord. black women are three times more likely to die from pregnancy related to causes than white women. And black babies are twice as likely to die before their first birthday. And uh, it's really not their fault. And so it's, it's great that we're going to have this conversation about closing the health uh, equity gap with two great individuals from the March of Dimes. She is the March of Dimes Maternal and Infant Director. Please welcome Heather Butcher. And uh, she is also the March of Dimes Birth Equity Steering Committee volunteer, Ms. Chantel McWilliams. Welcome, ladies, to the Public Affairs Podcast. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> Wow, those are staggering numbers, KG. Yeah. I, I had no idea. It's wild, and I, I don't know why. Ladies, what I just read, like, these are staggering numbers, what Unc just said. Like, what, why is this number this high? And, you know, I felt the same way when I was first um, starting with the Birth Equity Initiative. Um, Darcy and Lisa Holland Nelson um, asked me to come on board, and and when they told me the numbers, I was just appalled um, because I could not believe in the times that we're in now that these numbers were at the levels that they are. And so I felt like I needed to do something to get involved with this initiative to make sure that we get the word out there and to gather around our communities to come up with a solution, you know, for these numbers and these issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We're so grateful to volunteers like Chantel who are leading this effort because the numbers are staggering here in Texas and Houston as well. So is it a lack of proper care? Is it nutritional, uh, environmental? Lead us down this path so we can get the correct word out to our podcast listeners. Yes, so well, it's I a mean, combination. I'm, go ahead, yeah. Chantel. No, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say it's a combination of all of those, um, what we're learning when we look at the data, um, and then when we talk to women in the communities, that combination of lack of access to good health care, um, what we've seen, especially come been highlighted out of COVID, is that we're seeing the same thing, is that African Americans are more likely to have these poor outcomes when they contract COVID as well. So this isn't limited to the birth experience. We're seeing this in all settings in healthcare and health-related um, illnesses. And so looking, looking at that and how we can provide better care, and then looking at structural racism and biases throughout the healthcare community as well as something March of Dimes is really looking into how we can affect that and make change there. Because we know that racism 
um, is, is a huge factor in all of this as well. Oh, absolutely. The, 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 the common denominator <laughs> is uh-huh. that. I, can't, I, I think it might have been maybe three years ago. I think I might have heard this in 2017 probably that there are doctors, especially those who deliver babies, who tend to think, and these are white doctors that tend to think that when black women say that they are in pain, that they don't give them uh, the amount of dosage of said pain reliever during pregnancy because, oh, well, they're black and they have African heritage and, and they're stronger and they can take the pain more than their white counterparts. And it's, and I've heard story after story of black women telling like, yo, I'm telling the doctor, like, yo, I am in pain. Like, this hurts. And they're not mm-hmm. giving me this. And then just keep mm-hmm. hearing these stories. And it's just like, whoa, like medical professionals really believe that? And and in doing so, they give us less less treatment for whatever pain? Like, that's it's that's evil. Yes, it is. And, and there are so many stories like that, you know, with, during the 2019 period of Stardust Initiative, we did something called in-home events where some of our volunteers gathered around their girlfriends, mothers, et cetera, and March of Dimes led this effort where we had a doctor or some member on the committee uh, who had the same similar experience. And when you were in the room with people, with all black women, 15, 20 black women, all saying the same thing, it it is astounding, and it's, it's disheartening because you feel as if why can't we get the same type of treatment, fair treatment, as the next person? Um, and even though we are middle class and we have all the other attributes that any other person have, we're still treated differently, 50% differently to be exact. And so, and I'm so proud of March of Dimes for taking on this leap because this, these are conversations that we have to have to move the needle. Mm-hmm. We cannot do it if we don't talk about it mm-hmm. and people don't know about it. Even in our own communities, we don't really want to talk about it. So we had to have these in-home events so women can have a comfortable platform to have the conversation. Yeah. And that has given us a catalyst and stimulus to really move the needle, especially in Texas with our report card being D. Yeah, we have to. Yeah. Because it's just not it's just not right. Like it it is just not right. And I'm really surprised that I haven't heard of, you know, more of these doctors who uh treat these women like this, like haven't been called out for yeah, called yeah. out for it. Especially to your point, uh Chantel, that to, to be in a room and to hear all these black women have the same story. I mean it it, it, it sounds like malpractice. It really does, and I, I, I think that we have to have, which I'm proud that March of Dimes is doing this, we have to have a comfortable platform where we can have the difficult conversations because, because people need to know what's happening. And I, I never forget speaking to a black female doctor, and she said, you know what, even myself, I've had bias because I feel as if, oh, well, maybe she's really not in the pain the way that she thinks that she is. Mm. So I just think subconsciously um, people just don't listen to black women. And we have to also look into, do we listen to each other as well? So the conversation um, is needed, it's necessary. Um, and I'm very proud that we're able to have these um, needed conversations with March of Dimes and with you guys today for providing us with a platform. For sure. But and I think that the healthcare professionals, um, 
they have some work to do as well. And, and to your point, I think that um, it's more psychological because yes. for the black female mm-hmm. doctor to say that, to me it mm-hmm. says that this is something that they are subconsciously instilling right. in the medical students' heads that black bodies can can take more. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is to, to me this is a this is a mental thing like when we talk about, you know, reforming the police and and all of that, you know, I when can't you imagine a healthcare we, we, professional KG who has right. gone through all these years of preparing to to serve uh-huh. a being would be so racist yeah 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 so like just like when they say reforming the police and you see you know a police officer with a a black woman handcuffed and then he just slams her head into the wall there's no reforming that that is a mental emotional thing that you have on people so we need to start re-evaluating and 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 getting more uh psychologically in depth on these folks who we hire, be it medical, you know, uh, police or, or, or whatever it is, because um, that's just that's just wrong. And to me, it just says that the, the, the medical community teaches this to their medical students I just to, for hard, all of these doctors to have the same. I, I, I have a hard know. time wrapping my head around this lack of compassion and, 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 and integrity within your profession that you think that. That's right. what you're taught to think. Right. Not paying attention to the, to the not patient. Not listening to them. Yeah, right. the patient well, is telling you, oh, no, it's it's bogus. He, he, he can take it. How do you know? Right. Oh, I feel mm-hmm. as Give if. Give me what mm-hmm. I need or and I'll stop mm-hmm. screaming. Or I feel as yeah. if they probably don't need it. Well, feelings ain't facts. Yeah. Man, that is incredible. Well, and one of the, throughout the course of our birth equity movement, um, the, our first phase of it, we called it, it's not fine because so many times we would hear from black women that they had told, uh, a provider or nurse, you know, someone that I didn't feel well. And they said, it's fine. You'll be fine. Or we heard from several dads, you know, that something was going wrong with mom and the dads were trying to advocate and say, help my wife. And they would say, she's fine. It's fine. And so it was, it's not fine was our, you know, kind of call to action to talk to people about this and, and raise awareness because so many people didn't know um, these facts. So the next step in this is what we're call- what we March of Dimes has developed an implicit bias training. Um, and we say implicit because, you know, a lot of times it's not trained per se, you know, in this overt way, but there are implicit things that we learn over time. Everyone has biases no matter who you are, because we all come from different backgrounds that are unique to each individual, we all have biases that our brain uses, just like you were telling us, very psychological, how those are developed, our brain's always looking for shortcuts and ways to, um, you know, draw conclusions quickly, um, just like our smartphones learn how to do. Um, our brain has been doing that for, for tens of thousands of years. So, um, what we do with this training is go into the healthcare setting and first of all, help providers know and realize that we all have biases, whoever, whoever we are, it doesn't matter because we're all imprinted throughout our life with different messages. 
in our brain. And so that's really what we found to be a step one is understanding that we're, we all have different backgrounds and knowledge and how to, how to recognize that. So when you walk into a room, you leave that at the door and you care for the patient that's in front of you at that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cause you can definitely, um, you can tell when a doctor cares hmm. mm-hmm. yes, yes, you can. and mm-hmm. you can tell mm-hmm. when they're just like, I'll oh, take two of these and call me in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, ladies, mm-hmm. uh, or at least Heather, let's, we dived right into this yeah, thing. Man. Like, um, <laughs> let's give a little uh, reference um, to the March of Dimes. So talk about the organization, how long you have been around for those who may not be familiar with all of the uh, great things that you all do. And in my personal opinion, you all have the best walks in the city well when well pre-covid before you know the pandemic hit and and, and we were all together but like i enjoyed coming down to u of h and participating in the walk every year um because we do it for the babies and so you all got the best walk but yeah give us the history of marcia dimes thank you thank you yes well we were the originator of it was originally called walk walk for america many many years ago um, but yes, we, we started that walk movement, um, and, and those are such a fun day. Uh, the March of Dimes itself has been around for over 80 years, and we were started by uh, President Franklin Roosevelt while he was president. He was affected by polio as a child and was, was crippled from that. And so it started out really addressing infant paralysis, and we're one of the few, if not only, you know, nonprofit organizations that fulfilled our mission with the Salk vaccine and eradicated polio. Um, And so we had to transition if we were going to stick around. So we transitioned to, you know, healthy infancy, which turned into premature birth in the 90s. Um, And then so we've been doing this campaign to end preterm birth for over 20 years, about 20 years now. And then um, now we're looking more closely at the birth equity gap, looking at our black Americans and and here in Texas, working with partners who are ready to address birth equity. And, and um, we're always stretching (laughs) the limit with that, with looking at other health disparities as well. Uh, But we know that we can't lower the preterm birth rate without also looking at very closely at why are black women so more likely to have these preterm births. And unfortunately, uh, maternal deaths as well. So, so that's where we are today. We're still doing lots of research around this. We're changing our research to look more at social sciences and data, um, in addition to the long, you know, list of data that or re- research that we've done in labs and that typical type of research. We're expanding that to look more at data analysis and what's going on at the community level where we can make systemic changes to improve the lives of, of mothers and babies. Well, Heather, you've led us right into your program that starts, uh, it starts with mom, Tuesday, November 17th. You want to talk about that, please? Yes, we're really excited to bring together a panel of moms um, who are going to share their stories. Um, All the ones that we're gathering on the 17th did have um, some traumatic birth experiences. We're glad they're, they're still here to share them with us and willing to share um, and then we'll have our president, Stacey Stewart, um, the president of March of Dimes, uh, talk about what we're doing as an organization across the country and here in Houston to, uh, to address birth equity and how we are working with partners. You know, 
we, we, we talk about, we know there's some bad apples out there, but we also know that here in the Houston community, we have so many wonderful providers who have stepped up to this cause to say that they want to help and support us, um, make it, make a change in practices within their organizations. And so, um, Stacy's going to talk to us about, you know, what does that look like as an organization as we're continuing to evolve and change and address the needs of communities. I'm also curious, uh, and we spotlighted on um, our black women. What about our, our brown sisters and, and, and of Asian descent? Are these numbers the same, or is this just um, special to, to the black community? The, the black community is definitely where these numbers stand out, and we see that gap. Um, and when we say gap, it, we typically mean between white Anglo women and, and black women. Um, but our Hispanic numbers, we're beginning to see that gap widen. For a long time, we saw in the Hispanic community, and again, we, we don't know what factors. We're looking at some of the social science research to understand what were what we call the protective factors where Hispanic women's uh, birth outcomes were more closely aligned with those of white women. But we're seeing that widen as well. And the same very slowly in our Asian community. Mm. Um, and this is all here in the United States. So that's where we're starting. Uh, one of the interesting facts that we've seen come out of this is that a first generation African woman who comes to the United States or an immigrant from Africa who gives birth, they have better birth outcomes from black women who have been here for generations. And so we're starting to look at what we call weathering of genetics or and study of epigenetics to see, is there something over time that happens to black women in general that might deteriorate their health even? And is that happening in the Hispanic and Asian communities as well? Um, and so that, that's frightening because like you said, this America, this is America, you know, best, best medical care that we think in the world. And so what's happening in these communities that we need to put a stop to. Mm. Well, KG, if you're an immigrant coming in, you're not going to have access to the best water or the best medical care unless you're, you know, you, you come in on a doctorate program, but if you're coming in as a, as a day laborer, and you are living in less than uh, standard housing with leaded water or let's say like a situation over in Fifth Ward with mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. the, the stuff on the train tracks that was mm -hmm. causing the cancer. Right, right. You know. That's a, get out of my head. That's exactly what I was thinking when yeah. Heather was saying. I mean, and, and what causes it's this? affordable housing, but it's, 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 it's not really quality housing. Mm -hmm. So you, you have to take what you can get. And, and there therefore, are places where they're building and putting all kind of stuff like it. There's food definitely, deserts. Yeah, it's definitely environmental. So I, I think that probably, you know, most of the problem can start there. The communities that these women live in, especially on the lower income side, because they just stick us in all places and there's things going up, like to your very point, like to what's happening in the Cashmere Gardens with the whole can with that being the cancer cluster because of those railroad tracks and the the um, the chemicals that's released from them building that. So I'm sure it's probably that and a whole lot more. I am interested to know has I don't know the March of Dimes or some sort of other organization have they consulted with like doulas or midwives to help you know combat um, what these women go through. I mean, I know it's the medical community and they, you know, tend to stay away from more holistic um, ways of, 
of um, of healing. Um, but I, it's just a question that I have because you know Erica Badu was a doula, and mm. you know I've, I've I haven't heard anything bad from at least the women that have came out publicly and said that Erica Badu yeah. delivered their babies. Wow. wow! Yes, wow! I did not know that, but yes, that's that's something we definitely advocate for is creating a support system for women. Um, that could include a midwife or a doula. Um, we have the Texas legislative session coming up here in a, in a few months. We don't know what exactly that's going to look like, but uh, one of the things we're exploring is some legislation around you know, having Medicaid reimburse for doula care or mid, mm. midwifery care yes. um, more more than it already does. I think there there's some organizations. I know Baylor College of Medicine. We work closely with them, and they have a great midwifery clinic. Um, and so how to get that reimbursed by Medicaid, um, is, is something that we're going to be looking really closely at. Other states have been successful at that. So we have the resource of our neighbors with March of Dimes, which is great. Plus uh, being a national organization. One of the other things that we also really encourage in a new program that we have is called supportive pregnancy care. And it's where women go to their prenatal visit in a group. And develop this network of women who are also pregnant and do around the same time as each other. So we've actually begun that program at the Fifth Ward Legacy um, Clinic, um, right in the heart of Fifth Ward. And they've had nice. a, Legacy is just an amazing place to go for any care. And their obstetrics department is just amazing. And so they've had great success. They actually had an English um, speaking group and a Spanish speaking group too that have been going on. They've had several uh, groups of women go through that now. And so we call that group support the secret sauce because these women have <laughs> much better birth outcomes um, when they, when they build that network and that care system around them. So we, re we really encourage, yes. Um, and it's, it's so much harder right now in a world where we're virtual, but that's what we're also right. looking at ways to build groups um, and support in a virtual world. And it has uh, become that. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen and been a part of some uh, community groups where everybody is coming together and still communicating, even though we are apart. So uh, thank you, ladies, for coming on. It starts with Mom is this Tuesday, November 17th. At one o'clock, where do people go to participate with It Starts With Mom? They can go to our Facebook, both our March of Dimes Texas and our March of Dimes National Facebook page. And you can find out more information on our website at marchofdimes.org backslash It Starts With Mom. Indeed. Heather Butcher, mm. the Maternal and Infant Health Director of March of Dimes, and Chantel McWilliams, the Birth Equity Steering Committee Volunteer for the March of Dimes. Thank you, ladies, for coming on the Public Affairs Podcast. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you for having us. Mm -hmm. And we'll be right back after this.